Hey guys, this is Tyler Padgett. I'm the lead pastor of the Courageous Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. And my hope is that this podcast encourages you, that it builds your faith, and that it pushes you to make a difference. You can join us in person on the weekends, Sundays at 9.30 and 11, at any one of our locations across the Ozarks. Check out our social media pages to find a campus near you. I believe you're listening today for a reason. Let's do this. Turn up the volume and let's go. My name is Chad and I'm the campus pastor right here at our South location. And I just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us on New Year's Eve. Today is New Year's Eve. I didn't even realize that somebody came to me today, this morning, someone on our team was like, hey, Pastor Chad, happy New Year's Eve. And I said, what? What are you even talking about? And they're like, today is the last day of the year, the last day of December. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've totally forgotten that today is New Year's Eve. So happy New Year's Eve to you. I've already talked to people about Little Smokey seem to be a classic. Who, where are my Little Smokey people at? All right, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that invitation to your house tonight, I'm there. Bacon wrap, brown sugar, Little Smokey sounds like something that I wanna be a part of today. But first, we gotta get into the word of God. Y'all ready? Okay, today we are starting a series called The Crossing. Say The Crossing. If you were here just a few weeks ago, Pastor Tyler um, talked about something uh, really, really unique, not unique necessarily, but special, something that's been on his heart. And it's about the crossing of the Jordan River and how Joshua, and we'll get into it here in just a minute as we get into scripture, but Joshua and the Israelites had to move. That song we just sang, such a great song. That's a courageous worship original. That's our song, y'all. You guys are a part of that because you're part of the courageous family. And so we, we set up that song today on purpose because today is all about about moving. We're going to talk about when the Israelites and when Joshua and when God really led them to cross the Jordan River, how they had to be activated. See, when they when Moses led them out of slavery and they crossed the Red Sea, God parted the Red Sea. It didn't really take much movement, but they were being chased. So it's like, well, we got to move anyway. And so God parted the Red Sea for them. He did a miracle in that spot. But when Joshua took over as leader after Moses, he had to get the people to be activated. God's still going to show up. God still did show up, but to get them to cross over into the promised land, they, the people had to be activated. And so today is all about activation and moving as we cross over into 2024. And so who's ready to cross over into 2024? We're ready to leave 2023 behind. There are two types of people in this room right now, people who had a great 2023 and are excited to move into 2024 because, you know, you had a great 2023. Things were, were moving and, and things finally came through and, and business was good. Job was good. Family was good. Relationships good. And you're ready for more of that in 2024. Bigger, better, more of what happened in 2023. And then there are other people in this room who are like, oh, my goodness. I cannot wait for 20. I've had this date circled on my calendar for weeks because I am ready to move out of 2023. I want something different in 2024. Maybe this year wasn't exactly what you thought it would be. Maybe you feel like, ah, oh, things didn't line up the way I thought they would. And now you're excited to move into 2024 because you want things to be different. And so the title of my message today is Something Has to Change. Say change. Something has to change. Whether you're in the first group who's excited for 2024 because you want bigger and better, something's gonna have to change because what got you through 2023 isn't gonna be the same thing that gets you to 2024. Or if you're in that second group of people that are like, oh my goodness, 2023 was rough. I'm ready to move into something different. Well, guess what? Something has to change. Something has to change. And so you're either, uh, depending on what side of that phrase you are, something has to change. It's either empowering to 
you or it's defeating. It's either empowering or defeating. Here's what I mean. That phrase, something has to change, either feels like a bad performance review or it feels like, yes, I'm about to do this. I'm about to enter into something special. You might feel defeated by something has to change. Hey, come into the office, come into the principal's office, come into your boss's office, talk to your wife, whatever your situation is. Hey, something's gotta change. This isn't working. Feels defeating. On the other side of things, hey, I'm gonna take control of my health. Something has to change. I'm excited. I'm about to take control. That's empowering. Something has to change. Another year of your health out of control or the year you finally take back your health and get in shape. Another year stuck at a dead-end job or the year you finally hit your stride in a career you love. Another year that school, the school year is just beating you down. Another semester where it beats you down or you finally take control of your future. Another year your relationship is stuck in a rut or you finally reconnect and have the relationship that honors God that you've always wanted. But here's the thing, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Something has to change. And so as a church, we have a growth mindset. We talk to our staff about this all the time. We talk to our leaders about this. We talk to our dream team, our our people that volunteer on a Sunday serving and, and doing all that about having a growth mindset. In order for something to change, you have to have a growth mindset. We want to grow. The question is, do you want to grow? Do you want a better life, a more purposeful life? a more prosperous life, a peaceful and joyful life. Because the thing is, growth and having a growth mindset requires change. And growth and comfort cannot coexist. If you've ever been in a season of life of growth, whether it was intentional or unintentional growth, you understand that growth and comfort can't be together. You can't be super comfortable all the time and also be growing. Growth and comfort don't coexist. And so it's on us, it's on you, it's on me to grow and to change. And so here's the deal about this service is if you feel like you're on the defeated side of that phrase, something has to change, then you might feel a little bit guilty. You might feel like I'm digging through your trash can, as Pastor Tyler says. You might feel like I'm calling you out, but I'm not. I don't want you to feel a sense of guilt. This isn't a traditional New Year's Eve, hey, we're gonna talk about resolutions and and we're gonna talk about that. No, 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 this is about changing into something that puts Jesus first and keeps Jesus first in your life. And so I want to empower you. I don't wanna stress you out. I don't wanna defeat you. I don't wanna make you feel guilty. I want you to be empowered with the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. Does anybody want that today? Okay, here we go. Some things need to change, maybe because the year has changed. Things have changed in your life. You've changed, you've drifted. But it's not about guilt, it's about grit, spiritual grit, because change without God's help is short-sighted. Like you can't, and maybe you have before, and and listen, we talked a couple sermon series ago about, you know, changing and and really wanting things, and I'm going to want myself to this. It doesn't really work. It may work for a season, and then all of a sudden you're back at square one, because without God's help, it's short-sighted. But 2024 doesn't have to be more of the same, right? Instead, it can be more peaceful. It can be more prosperous. It can be more purposeful. 2024 doesn't have to be the same as 2023 because here's the thing. We, as a church, are fighting for a miracle. We are fighting for the next generation. 
If you've been around for the last couple months or even the last year, you know this past summer, uh, we had a focus on our next generation. It was a summer of our next generation. And so we, God has given us a miracle on the east side of town. We're not gonna really get into that today, but God has given us a miracle and we are to steward that and to honor him and to build something for the next generation. You guys showed up big time at the end of 2023 with the legacy offering because we are fighting for a miracle for the next generation. And here's what's crazy. If we don't fight for it, the world will fight for it. And it's much easier. Our students right here on the front row in the first couple rows and in Jehai, they can tell you that the world doesn't have to fight too hard, that most of this generation is falling into that. And it's, it's not cool to, to be at church. It's not cool to, to give your life to Jesus, but they're here anyway. And us as, as, as adults in this room and as people that call Courageous Home are fighting for the next generation. So dads, it's time to remember why you grind so hard at that job. And moms, it's time to reflect on why you give so much to your family and to your children. Sir, it's time to rekindle that fire that made you start that business in the first place. Ma'am, don't you remember that passion that you had where it came from, that passion that you have where it came from in the first place? It's because you wanted to live a life of purpose. Say purpose. God put purpose inside of you. God put purpose inside of all of us. God put purpose inside of his people. There's purpose. He put purpose inside of the courageous church, his church. And so we don't show up out of ritual, right? And I'm kind of talking to the choir here because you're here on New Year's Eve. And so you could be at home preparing the little bacon wrapped Smokies, but you're here and you're honoring God. So I am preaching to the choir a little bit, but I'm trying to light a fire under you and get you ready to cross over into 2024. Because here's the thing, we don't show up out of ritual. We show up to corporately worship together, to, to, to worship God, to honor God, to mobilize each other, to get a word, to get a vision, to, 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 to get something deep down inside of us that comes to the church. We don't come to the church rather to check off a box and to do it out of obligation. We come expecting something great because we have such a great God. We come to be inspired. We come to receive a miracle. We come to get our marching orders because we're on mission to live a life of courage. God's people move and so we move. And somebody says amen to that. We are on mission to mobilize people to live uh, courageously, to courageously connect to Christ and community. A church, we wanna be a church here at Courageous that allows people to live a Jesus first lifestyle and drop the pretense and become relationally intense. That's one of our values here. If you haven't been here very long, this was, Pastor Tyler likes to use the term birthed out of his soul, which is just such a graphic term, but I love it. And so he, he talks about how relationally intense that term is, is kind of a core of who we are. It's one of our values here. We are relationally intense, which means we develop authentic relationship with other believers. To step up and become others focused, to refuse to live a boring and mediocre life. We are the courageous church. It's our name. We are courageous. And so that means we do a few things. If we're the courageous church, so you guys have heard this before, if you've been around for any length of time, we do a few things here at the courageous church. First of all, we show up. That's what we're about. We're gonna show up. If the doors are open, I mean, again, it's, I'm preaching to the choir. It's New Year's Eve, right? The Smokies are at home making the house smell really good and you guys are here. But we show up 
time and time again, I'm having conversations with people. I'm pastoring people through things. Their lives are, are, are maybe falling apart. They're having a tough time. They're in a season where, where that comfort is out the window because God's trying to help them grow. And again, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty or dig through your trash cans, but you know, you miss three weeks of church here and then you miss three weeks of church there. And then you take off a month because you're just not feeling it or you wanna do something else. And I'm not talking about vacations, don't get me wrong. Vacations are healthy and I encourage that. But when you take off, there are only 52 Sundays in a year and when you're missing more of them than you're showing up to, how are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to live out a purposeful life if your calendar doesn't reflect God, but neglects God? And so we show up, okay? Number two, this is what we do. We grow up. We connect to community through small groups. We are a church of small groups. Number three, we step up, which means we participate in the mission and serve others. That's what we do. When you call Courageous Home, that's what you are called to do. This is what we do because disciples move, say move. Disciples walk the path. Disciples are active. We are active. We leave stuff behind that doesn't count. And, we, and, and that takes courage to leave stuff behind that you like, that's comfortable, but doesn't really matter, takes courage. Being a disciple takes courage. Being active takes courage. Being involved takes courage. Being devoted and committed take courage. And so we are a Joshua generation. So like I said, Moses brought God's people right to the edge of the promise, right to the edge of their promise. It took 40 years of wandering around, but God brought them through Moses, brought them to the edge of their promise. But Joshua helped them cross over. And if Joshua was gonna get them over to cross over the Jordan River after 40 years, after going in circles for all that time, something was gonna have to change. What brought them to the edge of the promised land wasn't going to be what got them across. And so here are the instructions that Joshua gives the people. Joshua gives these people these instructions as they're about to move, as they're about to change, to move forward. It's found in Joshua chapter one, verse 11. This is Joshua speaking to leaders, not to the, whole, to, the, to the whole Israelites, but to the leaders. He says this, Joshua 1.11, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. So the first instruction, the first thing for moving somewhere new with God is to get ready. Say, get ready. You have to get ready. To cross over into 2024 for God's best in your life, you have to get ready. You have to get ready for 2024. So what in your life do you need to get ready for? It's time to take inventory. It's time to, to, to get your supplies ready. It's time to really look at who you're getting ready with. That's important. You may have all the right intentions, but if you're not surrounded by people who have those same intentions, who want those same things, who you're getting ready with is important. The people, so that's Joshua talking to his leaders, but the people we're gonna find out here in a moment only heard the orders from God to Joshua because the leaders of the tribe, the people moved successfully because they were broken into tribes, into small groups, into clusters. Like-minded people who followed spiritual leadership. And so you have to ask yourself, are you all about self-protection or are you on mission? Because there's protection 
If we only had one building and not two campuses, almost three campuses, there's, there's protection in a big building. You can go unseen in a, big, in a big building. You can go unseen around, you know, being in a mega church. But there's wisdom in multiple teams and multiple campuses around our city. And maybe it's you. What role do you play in getting the supplies ready and getting the people ready? Maybe you are called not to just get the supplies ready and to move, but to be the leader that helps everybody else get ready. Are you spiritually prepared? Well, Pastor Chad, I want to be. That sounds great. I've been, I've been working at it all 2023. Okay, then what are you willing to change? Because something has to change. And so I ask you this, and this is a rhetorical question, but are you ready to change? For all of us, it's, it's a good time to hit reset, right? It's New Year's Eve, and so it's a good time to hit reset and devote yourself to a Jesus-first lifestyle. Uh, our, our, we do something as a team, as, as our volunteers, as our dream team called Huddle. And this morning, our youth pastor, Pastor Trey, led Huddle, and he talked about how resolutions are great. Those are a great thing. But as believers in Jesus, we should take up our cross and bear it every single day. And so I challenge you not to focus on, okay, what am I gonna do by the end of 2024? Because it hasn't even started yet. But if you can make a small step and say, you know what? I'm gonna resolve that every single day I'm gonna be in the word of God or I'm gonna be in the presence of God or I'm gonna focus and live a Jesus first lifestyle. Joshua told the leaders, get your supplies ready. And so it's time for us to dust off our Bible, to clean up our Spotify playlist, to clean out that upper cabinet, to delete apps on our phone because it's time to change. We got to, what got us here to this point isn't what's gonna get us to God's promises. One claps, everybody claps. Pastor Tyler says that a lot. So how do you get ready? Well, it's this, you follow the leader. God told Joshua what to do first. So I jumped ahead a little bit and told you what Joshua told his leaders. But if we go backwards a little bit and a couple verses before that, God first speaks to Joshua. It's in Joshua chapter one, verses seven and eight. So this is God to Joshua. Be strong and very courageous. Does that sound familiar to you? All right, we're a Joshua church. We're a Joshua, Joshua generation rather. Be strong and very courageous. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. For those of us hoping for a blessed, successful 2024, here's the secret. Don't let God's word depart from your mouth. Think about it all the time and do what it says. And so we have Bibles. I think there's a graphic behind me or there will be here in a moment. We have Bibles. There it is. We have Bibles available at the coffee bar. Uh, there's a journal right there on the far left. That'll be available next week, I believe. But there are three Bibles here. And I encourage you before you leave today, if you don't have a Bible, head over to the coffee bar and grab one of these Bibles. This is a good one right here, the Life Application Study Bible. Uh, I have this one-year Bible. It's a great start if you've never read your Bible all the way through. It breaks it up and, and allows you to get through the whole Bible in one year. And then I also have this ESV study Bible. It's a lot, it's not, 
It's not this one that I have with me today, but it's one I use a lot when I'm preparing for a message. And so I encourage you to grab one of those Bibles. They're available at cost, so we're not making any money off these. We bought them in bulk so that you could save money and buy them at the coffee bar, okay? I don't want you to start 2023 without a Bible. And I think a physical Bible is important, um, but it's on your phone as well. So if you're like, you know what, I gotta get out of here today, get those little smokies, whatever, coffee bar line's too long, you have a Bible app on your phone, and then I'd love to show you how to download that later. But tools for growth in 2024, this is the biggest one you could have. If you're focused on self-development, if you're focused on growing, if you're focused on whatever, don't be confused and think you got to buy a course from an Instagram you know, influencer. This is the best tool you can have. God has an idea of, of prosperity and success for your life, and likely you do as well. And that's where tension comes in when, when you and God have opposing ideas of what success and what blessing should look like in your life. Like you're sitting there thinking, I want success for what it can bring me, for what I can do with the, with the power, with the fame, with the, with the finances. And those aren't necessarily bad things per se, but God wants you to have success for what you can do for his people. And if you take that second stance, your blessing will multiply and your authority will multiply. You might be saying, I want success now on my timeline. God, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Why, why haven't I moved? Why haven't I gotten that promotion? Why haven't I been elevated? Why have I been overlooked? I'm ready right now. And God's saying, well, my timing is perfect. And so maybe God's delaying you on something for your own benefit. Have you ever thought of that? Maybe this hasn't happened yet because it's for your own good, because God said, hey, it's not time yet. You need to learn. You need to grow a little bit. I want to put you in a position for success, not failure. Jesus actually had a similar tension in Mark chapter 14, verse 36. This is how Jesus resolved it. He said, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done. Jesus is saying here, Father, you and I want the same thing, yet our ways, our avenues to experience it are different, but only through you, God, the Father, is it possible. And so please forgive me. Please forgive me for trying to make my own way. Please forgive me for trying to do my own thing. Your way is perfect and I want your will to be done. And that's something you can add to your prayer life right now. That's such a simple prayer. Father, let your will be done. I pray it every day. God doesn't mind your mess. Just to be clear about that, as I'm kind of wrapping up and we're gonna talk about what we're gonna do with these candles, we're gonna worship a little bit more, but I want you to know, if you're sitting here today like, ooh, I gotta get some things figured out in 2024 before I start what Pastor Chad's talking about. No, 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 no. God doesn't mind your mess. We are, people are messy. He created us, right? He doesn't mind your mess. Now that's not license to say, okay, I just get to live a sloppy, messy life. No, 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 because God loves holiness, so what does that mean? It means he values a set-apart lifestyle, a life that looks different than, than people who, who don't claim to put him first. A set-apart life was so important to God. In the Old Testament, he wouldn't allow people to even have conversations with him until they took inventory. It was a word called consecration. Say consecration. So here we go back to Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. This is now Joshua talking to the people. So God talked to Joshua. Joshua talked to his leaders. Then the leaders and Joshua talked to the people. Consecrate yourselves. There's that word again. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. 
The next thing you do after you've gotten ready, before you move into the place that God has promised you, is to consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourselves means simply to purify yourself. Purify yourself. Get some stuff out of your lives. Make a change that's keeping you from God's best. Something has to change. And so this is where sometimes we get hung up because if you think about it, usually we're good with change. Like I'm good with change as long as it's on my own terms, right? I'm okay with change as long as I'm the one getting to change. When God tells me I have to change, then there's some tension there. I think about it in my own life, right? When, when I was, you know, a young man and a teenager and my dad was giving me advice and recommending things, I'm like, no, 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 I got this. I'm good with what you're saying, only it's gonna come from me instead. And nine times out of 10, I should have listened to him. Why? Because he's my father. He wants what's best for me. God, our heavenly father, how could he not want what's best for you even more than your earthly father? So you have to consecrate yourself. Something has to change for you to cross over. It's up to us whether we move or not, whether we're going to cross, we have to purify some relationships, some attitudes, some decisions we've made. And so you need to ask yourself, is there anything that's keeping you from God's best in your life? Is it an unhealthy, unhelpful, toxic relationship? Is it idolatry? Is it addiction? Is it destructive? What is it in your life? And it's time to consecrate that, to purify that and give it to the Lord. This whole consecration thing in the Old Testament was very practical. In the Old Testament, before Jesus came, the law was in order to, to consecrate yourself, you literally had to clean yourself, to wash yourself, to wash your clothes. But in the New Testament, because the law was abolished by the blood of Jesus, it's now called repentance. Say repentance. It's very simple. You can sum up repentance as this. Something has to change. Sin in my life is keeping me from God's best. It's keeping me from a Jesus first lifestyle. Something has to change. I'm gonna repent and ask my heavenly father to forgive me through the blood of Jesus. In the new covenant with Jesus, we get water baptized. And by the way, we had 132 people get baptized this year and over a thousand people give their lives to Jesus at the Courageous Church. We purify ourselves to make room, to make room in our lives to dedicate to Christ, to love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so it's time to consecrate ourselves. So your homework is to ask yourself what needs to change. Jesus makes a bold declaration to activate your faith in Matthew chapter seven, verse seven. Jesus tells us, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. And so 2024, the tools we need, grabbing a Bible, enhancing your prayer life. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time here, but we have a couple reasons to pray. First of all, prayer positions you to receive help. If you have a problem in your life, the first thing you need to do is seek Jesus because prayer positions you to receive help. Isaiah 57 uh, and verse five is where you can find that. Prayer invites God into the low places of your life. It humbles you and invites God into those low, low places in your life. A prayerless road is a road to spiritual defeat because we lack God's power. You're gonna experience hurt 
temptation, sickness, resources. Uh, you're going to experience a lack of resources, a lack of purpose. Those, all those things and, and those scriptures, you may want to take a picture of that because you're going to experience, if, even if something changes, even if you make the decision today to say, you know what, something's going to change, these things you're still going to experience it. And it tells you that in those verses there, Luke 6 and 28 talks about hurt, uh, sicknesses in James, lack of resources, lack of purpose, boldness in Christ. In John chapter 14, verse 14, it says this, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This doesn't mean we can get everything we want from God. It's not a wish list, but if we tack on the phrase in Jesus' name, it becomes powerful. And so here's what we're gonna do. I'm out of time. And so you see the candles up here. The Israelites, when they cross, when Joshua led his people to cross over the Jordan River. It's found here in Joshua chapter three, verses three through four. When, the, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, that's the presence of God, of the Lord your God and the priests, who are the Levites, carrying it, you are to move from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. As you cross over 2024, you could be a more devoted follower, a follower of Jesus, a, follow of, a follower of spiritual leadership and to head in God's direction as you cross over and move out of 2023 and get behind and follow the presence of God. You don't have to figure out the next nine steps. You just have to be willing to take one step. Something has to change. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like and subscribe. You can even share this on your social media. If you do, tag us at The Courageous Church and share what God is doing in your life. Always remember, God's calling you to be strong and very courageous in all that you do. I hope to see you soon. God bless.